Welcome to the Unblocking Crypto Podcast. This podcast is not financial advice. It's meant for entertainment purposes only. These are just the opinions of a couple of rambling wrecks. Alrighty, welcome back to episode number 61 of Unblocking Crypto. This week is going to be a quick little update. It is just me providing some insight into what's happened here in the past week. A lot of stuff has actually happened. We talked a little bit about regulation being a theme of 2023, and that continues to be a very important theme. Last week, we mentioned that the CFTC had sued both Binance and CZ, saying that what Binance was doing was was fraud and allowing U.S. customers to gain access to all these derivatives, which is kind of interesting because I did have a Binance account and they shut me out a long time ago when they said that Binance, I think, has been pushing people to use VPNs and they're trying to get rid of VPNs in general, which is kind of scary that they want to track everything and think that VPNs are, are somewhat the devil. CZ has kind of responded and pretty much said there was four things that he was going to focus on, one of which was going to be not responding to the constant FUD, and that's fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And he is pretty much calling out that this is just more FUD. Uh, what is interesting, though, is the CFTC did describe Ethereum as a commodity, whereas the SEC is still calling it a security. So there is some turmoil inside different groups within the U.S. on who owns what, because if it's a commodity, the CFTC is in charge of it. If it's a security, the SEC is in charge of it. And no one really knows which one is which at this point. Shocker. The other thing that has happened with all this regulation stuff, Bittrex, uh, they are one of the larger exchanges out there. They're planning to wind down their U.S. operations and leave U.S. customers um, altogether because of all the uncertainty with regulation. There is no issues with the assets. I think you have until the end of April to kind of get it out with no issues. So for those of you that do have a Binance account, about probably about time to start taking your assets out. The U.S. government had a ton of Bitcoin from their Silk Road seizures back in man, 10 years ago, whatever that amount is. They are in the process of selling that. They sold about just over, just under 9.9 thousand Bitcoin for about $215 million in the middle of March. They're planning to sell another 41,000 Bitcoin uh, in the next, in, in four batches over this year. So they are starting to divest all of that and We'll see if that affects the pricing at all moving forward. Elizabeth Warren, I know we've talked about her being in the news, but she is pretty much going after crypto and, and somewhat trying to kill it in favor of the CDBC. And I've mentioned my views in the past on I'm a little scared of CBDCs and what they would enable governments to do. But it sounds like she went after the big banks. Crypto kind of was helping to fix the big banks, but she doesn't like that solution either. So no one's really sure what she does want, but it does seem that she is going to be trying to run for president here pretty soon. So this has probably something to do with her presidential campaign. And then if you look at just what happened with the big banks, I think JP Morgan Chase came out and said that because of all of this, the federal government is injecting about $2 trillion into the system to help with all this uh, panic selling and bank run. So someone's going to have to pay for that somewhere. No one's really sure where. It's interesting that they're coming out and saying it's another $2 trillion, which at this point doesn't really surprise anybody when you throw around trillions of dollars, but they can't be good with the rest of the world looking and saying that the U.S. is just printing money like crazy and to save themselves. On other news, MicroStrategy back in the news again, they had a loan with Silvergate 
and they ended up paying off a Silvergate loan. And I think that freed up just over 34,000 Bitcoin that, that was held in reserve for that. So they got all that back. And I think they bought another almost six and a half thousand Bitcoin in the last five weeks. So they continue to acquire Bitcoin during all this and still believe that that is kind of the future. Zabidi, which is a, they just debuted a global payment service that is powered by the Lightning Network from Bitcoin. It's available in a handful of locations, US, UK, Europe, Brazil, Philippines, and they are planning to expand it to a lot more countries and areas. It is very similar to what Strike had done last year with their Send Globally platform. So exciting to see that there is competition and more people that believe that that space is going to be successful long term. And then we talked a little bit about zero knowledge proofs. Uh, so the ZK EVM was released last week on the Polygon Matic blockchain. It is in competition with what ZK Sync did a little while ago too with their EVA platform. For those of you that don't know, zero knowledge rollups are a much faster way of doing transactions and not needing all the computing power. And then you confirm it back on the higher levels. So it's done on a layer two and it's confirmed back on a layer one later on. It's exciting to see that it is operational. It is probably still quite a ways away before it is being used. There's been a lot of warnings saying, hey, don't jump into this immediately. Let's let's start hashing things out. If you look at some of the optimistic rollups like Arbitrum and Optimism, they took about a year and a half to really start to get any sort of momentum and, and have some serious dollars being thrown that way. So we're still a year and a half plus, most likely, before this takes off. But it is exciting that it is moving forward. For those of you that have been in crypto for a while, you probably remember EOS. They had a huge token sale many, many years ago. I think it was for like $4 billion and nothing really came of it at all. They have split from Block.1, which was handling a lot of their tokens and not really doing anything. They have gotten rid of a lot of the original people that were involved with it, and it's kind of been taken over by the community. Now they're expecting to be probably like a top 10 token in the next year or so. So it'll be interesting to see how things change. It's almost like they want to be an application layer on top of a lot of this. So exciting to see that this is being kept alive will turn into something is still to be determined and i can't say anything without mentioning some of the nfts and even gaming space cardano had an interesting update they have a layer two called payma p-a-i-m-a that just went live that allows a bunch of different gaming applications to use cardano tokens on their networks and it <clears throat> You keep them in your own wallet so you don't have to have any sort of security issues of taking your tokens and giving it to someone else in, in their wallet. And it also allows a lot of these gaming platforms that are done on other networks to interact with the Cardano network. So it should open up quite a bit. And with it being a layer two, the fees are a lot less and it will enable them to do a lot more transactions at faster speeds and lower cost. Ticketmaster also just had another announcement. They just launched their token gated sales, which allows some of their the top fans from some of these artists to get really a priority access to tickets and experiences through all the different NFTs. You may remember that I think it was 
Taylor Swift had a huge issue with TikTok in the past, and they're trying to fix it with some of this. And so far, it has gone pretty well. And they've released it, I think, with one artist, and they have a handful more. But uh, exciting to see that they're integrating NFTs, and this is becoming kind of a real use case for the blockchain and, and NFTs. Germany also had a really cool announcement. They came out and decreed that NFTs are not securities for now. So they can't see any reason why they would consider an NFT a security. And there's it's still too early on for anything like that to happen. So they want innovation to continue to happen as NFTs continue to be used. So sad part is, it seems as if Europe in general is being much more open to blockchain and NFTs and, and crypto in general, and the U.S. is almost trying to fight it. So hopefully this doesn't mean that U.S. completely loses their lead in innovation in crypto and everything goes over to Europe, but uh, it is definitely headed that way, especially with the Fed, FedNow CDBC type application that they're rolling out here in July. So um, that's all I got for this week. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys again next week. If all of these crypto conversations leave you with more questions and you're looking for answers, I've created a product that dives into most of those answers, including why crypto, how to set up a cold wallet, and some of the more advanced strategies for dealing with crypto. Check the link in the notes below and hope to see you there.